If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. What is the long-term effect of too much information? Information, information, I just need some information. I've been dying, I've been dying. Is it lack of education? I've been reading, I've been reading without any transformation. I'm addicted, I'm addicted. Is it overstimulation? Hey. Welcome to the Success Report. The Success Report. Hear ye, hear ye. Come one, come all. You are listening to the Success Report with Joel Nikoloff and Darnell Samuels. Yo, brother. It's cold outside, man. What do you got for a winter jacket? I got a jacket from the Gap, actually. Oh, why? What, cool. what do you? What kind of? What do you wear? Uh, well, I've got some, you know, like a leather coat or like a, and I have another like work kind of coat. But then I got a good old. I think I have Under Armour for like snowboarding. So, I mean. All all in, I could buy one Canada Goose jacket or have all three of these mm-hmm. and still have money to buy, like, an Xbox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Canada Goose is a couple bucks, man. There's uh, They got some pretty expensive stuff. I don't, I don't think I'd ever buy one. What about you? Uh, uh, yes, I would, if I could afford it. Yeah, I guess that's true. If I, uh, if I could afford it... Um... At a, at the price point, some some of them some of them can go as much as a thousand dollars. No man, that's like the bottom is like eight hundred bucks. Right. The top is like they got this. I was on their website. They got this new one. It's like the Branta Fall Winter Twenty Nineteen Collection. They're all like three thousand dollar coats. Mm-hmm. Okay. So well, for those of you who don't know um, much about the Canada Goose brand, the winter jacket. So the Canada Goose came into being in the 1950s when it was known as the Metro Sportswear-leaded founder Sam Tick moved to Canada in 1950, and less than a decade later, he founded the company that initially specialized in professional cold-weather wear like woolen vests, raincoats, and snowmobile suits. And so basically, over the years, Canada Goose has built a name for itself and it's become a very prestigious jacket so much so that there was a, a school in the UK uh, that banned kids from having them because it was kind of leading to the haves and have nots so it was a signal of who was poor and who was not who, who was hot who was not <laughs> yeah well, but also, who, whose mom and dad had money and and who's didn't yeah or didn't have that kind of money well because like man when your kid is growing up and he's gonna grow out of his coat in a year like i don't know man yeah well i think i think you know it raises the question first and foremost that you know canada goose has become you know the jacket of choice for most celebrities and anybody who wants to you know show that they got money Right, so it's kind of like that hype beast culture, and for those of you who don't know what hype beast culture is, hype beast culture is basically people who look to get the latest fashion for the sake of being seen as elite or clout chasing. So whatever's new, whatever's hot, whatever's trendy, they're on it, and so Canada Goose has become that symbol um, for hype hype beast culture. And it's, and it's basically built off the, the, the simple economic principle of supply and demand. So, you know, 
the the less the 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 minimal amount of it the less uh, stock you got the more exclusive the stock becomes yeah it's like and, and you know all about that with your uh, sneakers yeah 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 totally so I, I can definitely see why um the jacket's a big deal but the reason why it's a big deal is also a point of controversy for animal rights groups because they use uh, downfilled jackets and it was filled uh, with, with goose feathers. Actually, they use duck. Oh, it's duck? I thought it was Canada yeah, goose. I know, but that's just the brand. Oh, but so it's duck feathers. Yeah, a duck down, uh, if I understand correctly. Okay, a duck down. And... And then they use a coyote fur uh, for the lining for the outer lining of their uh, the hoods on some of the jackets. Yep. Uh, yep. Because there was a post online where uh, some animal animal rights activists were protesting in Yorkdale Mall, and they had real live dead animals that they were protesting, and and they've been doing that a lot. Um, every year they've been protesting the Canada Goose store. Um, for their cruelty to animals in, in in creating their jackets. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Like, you know, for you know, as a Christian, as as like when someone you know, as an animal activist, claim that you shouldn't be using animals for anything, arguably, um, you know. Does it does it cause you to pause um, as a Christian or not? I, I guess is my question. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, part of it is, you know, I, I think, you know, I like I like little cute puppies and I like little cute kittens. <laughs> I do. What? Okay. You, you know who, who doesn't? I, I know you know, but who doesn't? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Fair. You know what I mean? Who yeah. doesn't? So like, you know, if somebody comes yeah, to me. Yeah. I mean, like, YouTube. Oh. YouTube was launched on cat videos, so yeah, fair. Yeah, you know what I mean, but <laughs> who doesn't? But you know, we we all like. I think at some point or another, we all you know love little cute animals, and we don't want to see them um, being butchered if 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 it's if it's not necessary. You know, but I, I like I I totally understand where the animal rights people are coming from, and their argument is basically ideologically what they're doing. What they generally do is they align the value of a human life with the value of an animal life. And so consequently, animals should be treated the same as humans. So you're not going to, you know, kill a, a human being and use, you know, use their parts or whatever the case may be, may be for fashion. You know, if, 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 a, if a human being is going to be harmed for fashion, you know, that's a no-no and same thing for animals. So I totally understand where they're coming from. Well, what's your take on that? Um, yeah, I think, you know, I think of, you know, we're, we're called, you know, from the Christian calling of, of, you know, we're called to steward the land, um, and everything on it. Um, and so to some extent, I definitely can resonate with the concept of animal cruelty. Now, I don't, I wouldn't agree with the definition of animal cruelty that, um, let's just say, the a vegan or or most animal rights activists use, because um, I think, 
you know, I think of, you know, when we use the concept of animal testing on products, um, I, I would say I do think human life is more valuable than animals. And so and I, and I, and I think that's point, a biblical perspective. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. Um, I, I do think it's biblical. Um, and so there, I, I do think that there's a, a bit of a, a gray area that maybe as Christians we haven't thought about enough. Um, and maybe had too much of a almost let's say elitist perspective um, with respect to animals, um, and and I mean I would even say the earth. You know we don't have to leave it at just animals, right? There's an aspect where we haven't taken that commandment to steward the earth with enough um, recognition that we can do it poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I think, uh, I don't want to say I'm sympathetic to it, but I'm willing to listen to the idea that treatment of animals is inhumane in some capacity. Or, or, you know, for example, if we were testing products on an animal in a way that was like torturing them um, as opposed to making them uncomfortable, um, you know, and, and, you know, think of the concept of pain. And, and I mean, those are, you know, it's something that at the same time, I have a, you know, we as humans, we know that their experiences are not the same as ours. So they're not the same. But if it's going to preserve human life, but it's going to cost animal life. Um, they, they kill the damn dog. Yeah. Is well, that, and I it? mean, the question, <laughs> but well, like. The, like it's different like i mean there's an aspect of like okay i'm gonna kill a dog to save my kid if he's about to bite my head my kid's head off like okay you know that equation is one thing but you know take the idea of like testing drugs or or other things and and to some extent it's the potential for good for humans at the cost of animals and that's where i can say okay maybe this is a little bit more like have we taken that question seriously um is something that you know I'm just willing to to be challenged on I guess is what I'm trying to say um not that I necessarily know the answer or that I think you know that we we should stop animal testing that we do um but I think it's something that maybe we haven't wrestled with the question enough like I want to be fair to the animal rights groups but I think sometimes their logic can be a, a, a tad bit extreme. And I, I think besides like, okay, for example, like I'm, I'm sure all animal rights people aren't as extreme as some of the people we see running up in Yorkdale, throwing red paint on jacket, you know, the red paint symbolizing the blood of the animal on, on, on the coat or, or, or walking around the mall and, um, and having like, you know, dead, um, dead animals Animals. yeah dead animals to show the people like this is what you're doing now those people didn't kill the animals um um, but but showing you know showing them you know scaring people out of um animal cruelty I, i think i think a better alternative is competition and 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 i thought the wuxley um jackets brand brand yeah uh, did a good job, and I, I thought that that's a good principle for us in general. 
like if you don't like something then create an alternative that's potentially better um and, and i guess it was being marketed as is the vegan jacket yeah i get i mean uh so there's a or the we'll or the, the or like notes. the um climate change friendly social justice jacket yeah i mean i know that there's you know wuxley like we'll, we'll put some um, links to their page they've got you know they call it the wuxley movement um there's an aspect of oh it's not just know, a fashion ethic. brand it's movement yeah well i mean everything it's a brand right mm-hmm. like well it's just a component of their brand mm-hmm. um you know, there's a pretty good video where uh, uh, um, Mike the Vegan, I guess, mm-hmm. this is his YouTube channel. Right. Um, did he? The video is called Canada Goose Loses to Vegan Coat. Um, and he just did a walkthrough comparing all the characteristics. Uh, or And some of them, I, I would say I would agree, are relevant. Some of them aren't relevant. Um, so I'll just read the, the list of things that he covered. He said insulation, Canadian quality wet performance, cost, eco-friendliness, no bird harm, no killing for fur. So, I mean, if you're, let's say, not so sympathetic to the whether it's animal-made or not, um, you could cut off the last two categories, and, and arguably the Wuxley jacket is better. Um, is it? You know, I mean, that's based on his review. He basically... Uh, so. <laughs> Okay, well, okay, well, okay. The specs. Look, let's talk about the specs because you know Christmas is around the corner, and I want to make sure that I got my, <laughs> I got my stats. Got right. wifey something good? Yeah, no, I want to make sure I got my, my, my stats right. Okay, so so no, hold on. So no, no. So the point, I, I'm uh, the the key thing for me, and I think hopefully for the listeners when it comes to the jackets, is is it warm? Is is you know down filled jackets b- better? Then, um, what is it? What is the uh, Wuxley filled with? Uh, it's essentially a synthetic down, um, is kind of the, the way that they classified it. It's a synthetic material. Um, I think from the video, if I remember correctly, it came out of the military. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I mean, so he basically said insulation's equivalent, Canadian quality equivalent, mm-hmm. wet performance. Basically, when if a downfilled jacket gets wet, it's essentially not you. You can't. It's not going to keep you warm. Mm-hmm. Whereas the the synthetic fiber, I think he said something like only a three percent degrade in the in the quality of keeping you warm or something like that. Mm-hmm. Basically, the synthetic fiber getting wet doesn't hinder its performance or or almost nothing. Um, and then Canada Goose was more expensive, and the eco friendliness uh, he claimed. Wuxley was better um and you know it sounds like that's part of their brand so at least they're presenting themselves in that way i'm not going to make a claim one way or the other um but there's a a goal for um being eco-friendly now just to you know man man, i don't care about eco-friendly i want to look fly do the jackets look good uh i i thought they were okay i mean to some extent they were copying a bit. Oh, I mean, really? that's a bit of their goal. Like, I mean, there was so, a so, think, so the uh, bootleg Canada Goose. Uh, so they're Canada they're, Duck. They had a they had a Bay Street parka, an elk parka, and a bison bomber. Um, they, like, to be honest, I, I don't know that I'd wear any of them, but I don't know that I'd wear a Canada Goose jacket either. Like, it's I don't know, it's not my style. Um, so. 
you know, in that regard, are they stylish? Sure. Are, is, I mean, the Canada Goose Jacket, there's an aspect of the logo itself conveys prestige, uh, a bit of style, style yeah. flavor. Now, I mean, I look at it, I see, so Canada Goose has this thing called a Forester Jacket. Um, I actually like that one. I think it's yeah, you know, kind of. How much of is it? In line, maybe maybe Jenna's eight, listening. Eight hundred bucks. Eight hundred bucks. Okay, no, she's not listening. It. No, she's not listening. Oh, <laughs> dude, if Jenna bought me that jacket, I would take it back. Oh yeah, it's from the same bank account. Oh yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> like, what's the difference? She bought it. I bought it. Like, I'm not spending eight hundred bucks on a jacket. Uh-huh. Like, you give me a lifetime warranty that's not for you know the button fell off. Like, okay, mm-hmm. now different conversation. Maybe eight hundred dollars is worth it if I know that twenty five years from now it rips. I can get a new one. Like, oh wait, hold on, wait, hold on. Were you just talking about the the Kirkfield uh, bomber? The, uh, the the Kirkfield bomber. Which one are you looking at, Canada Goose? Yeah. No, no, the bomber that I referenced uh, was for the Wuxley. Okay. Theirs was the Bison bomber. Okay. Um, but I, it's a Forester jacket. It's basically more of like a winter coat ski jacket style uh-huh. for the Canada Goose, not so much the parka style. Uh-huh. Um, and that's the cheapest one. I, f- I went to their website and I felt they're cheapest to just to see what the bottom end is mm-hmm. um, in terms of uh, pricing high to low. But the the Snow Mantra parka, one of the ones with the um, dead animal across the head um what is it what, what is it? coyote the coyote oh the coyote the, no come on oh. okay okay hold on man sorry stop stop right there stop right there so one thing i've noticed just over the years of living in canada and having winter coats is that the fur lining on 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 the hoods every you know every jacket generally has like that fur lining on the hoods and yo someone have, some of, of that do. yeah yeah a lot of them do and some of that fur looks like dead dog bro like yeah, it doesn't look, it doesn't look good. But I'm looking at these Canada Goose jackets with this, with this coyote fur. It is plush, brother. It's oh man, you feel like the Birdman, little wheezy, you know, blink blink era. <laughs> you just, you just pop your collar. You fresh to death, man. The, the fur looks nice. I remember my buddy, uh, actually uh, Jenna's brother, had one in high school, and I used to chirp him about the dead squirrel on his head every day. Well, he had a Canada Goose? No, it wasn't Canada Goose, oh. but it was that style with the, you know, the the rabbit over his head. Yeah, but so. again, again, but but I'm telling you that this 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 coyote know, it fur look, looks, it looks fur. Oh man, it looks you just pet it and say, "Yo, good boy." It's, <laughs> it looks it looks real fresh. So that's okay, the, I'm the, I'm saying all the, they, I'm, they, I'm saying all this to say that yo, you can't compare the Wuxley with with uh with Canada oh, Goose, I mean, man. It's like, yeah, nah. This is not from a brand perspective, you know, their their target audience is different, right? Like one of the things with you know, Canada Goose is and I'll, we'll put another video in the show notes page that's uh it's called Why Canada Goose Jackets Are So Expensive. Mm-hmm. It's actually the it starts off with the reference to that British school that that banned them. Um you know, they did a pretty good job of of a, kind of giving a quick history. I mean, some of what you I think you stole some of it from the No, no, video. no, 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 some another. Oh. Thing. Well, I, like I mean, you said some of the similar yeah. things when we went to start the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um and and they they 
did a pretty good job of kind of pointing out that they've transformed their brand into a essentially a mid-tier, upper-tier luxury brand. Like, it's not at the Prada level price point. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you were to look, so they gave, um, uh, in the middle of the video, there's a, a shot where they basically price the Canada Goose Jackets 1500 bucks. The, like, high-end luxury stuff's like 23 $2,500, which would be your, like, Prada era mm-hmm. or Prada echelon. Uh, and then there was a company, Patagonia, that they said was kind of the, let's call it a comparable, but non-luxury, and that's 300 bucks for the jacket. So, I mean, I don't know anything about quality of Patagonia. I just kind of pulled open their webpage. They just have a little bit more of, like, social responsibility and, and stuff along those lines. Um, you know, quality of, of jackets look pretty good, to be honest. How much? Um, How's the price? Oh, point? like 300 Three hundred dollars was the no price point. way yeah. because look, I'm looking at the Canada Goose um, vest, like like the Duncan vest print, uh, six hundred twenty five. The Duncan vest, five hundred and seventy five dollars for the vest. Yeah, that's two yeah, of those they, jackets guys, for the vest. The, these guys have like a down sweater for like two hundred, uh, you know, which is like that puffy jacket. Mm-hmm. Um. Or three hundred bucks for a hoodie one, you know, four hundred dollars for a uh, what's looking like a it's called a snow drifter. So I'm guessing it's for like yeah backcountry kind of mm-hmm. like skiing type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're you know we're talking under five hundred bucks for their top product. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean I, I think I, I mean style. Yeah, there's you know there's more style, but but that's because that's the purpose. When you're a luxury brand, you got to have this like prestige in your look Mm -hmm. that's that just comes at another level Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so i mean that granted there's some luxury stuff that looks absolutely horrendous at the same time okay well this doesn't look horrendous the kirkfield bomber the black (laughs) label kirkfield bomber i'm gonna put it in the show show notes right the white one (laughs) if tyra's listening (laughs) <laughs> and, and she wins the lottery. Oh no 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 no! Don't worry, we, we, don't worry. six cents paying the bills right now. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah no, right. right. <laughs> no, I'm getting that six cents money now. No, no, there is no money. I'm kidding. But um, seven hundred ninety-five dollars. But the bomber jacket is like you said. It looks. Um, it looks really fly. It looks. It, yeah, you. Yeah, you're definitely gonna stand out um, in that. Right. So, I mean, again, you know, I understand like for those people who don't want animals to be killed uh, and, you know, but can can Wuxley and all these other alternative brands really beat out like competition wise? Can it really beat out the 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 top tier um, brand of, of Canada Goose? I, I don't think so. I'm looking at their stuff and I'm like, nah, man. As long as people have the money, they're gonna be like, yo, screw it. I wanna, I wanna look fly. Forget, you know, forget the dog, forget the cat, forget the the coyote. You know, it is what it well, is. And that's where you know a company like Canada Goose, you know, I would say is not gonna be recession proof. What right? do you mean like, by that? So like. The idea that if if the economy took a downturn, mm-hmm. which I mean we're we're in a, a reality of business cycles, um, the current economic system doesn't really have much of a 
you know, ongoing growth without every 10 years, there's somewhat of a reset, give or take, um, to, to kind of put that in context right now, we're Mm -hmm. in what's considered to be the longest expansionary period of modern history. And so, and when I say modern history, I mean like the last hundred years, um, there's a, there's a, uh, a sense that if, if things were to turn sideways, you know, the luxury industry is going to contract substantially, mm-hmm. right? Um, granted, you got companies like McDonald's that people would say are recession-proof because when you're rich, it's cheap food, and when you're poor, it's cheap entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so everybody it meets de- needs in different capacities. Mm-hmm. Um, Good point. Uh, so where something like this, you know, you can't afford a $1,500 jacket if you just lost your job. Even if you've got, you know, $70,000 sitting in the bank, you're like, well, I don't think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, whereas if you're making $120,000 a year and you got seventy grand in the bank, you're like, okay, maybe I can afford that. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's my point about like being recession proof. As soon as things turn sideways, you know, the person who used to buy your jacket is no longer now. Obviously, the millionaires, the people who, you know, don't have to think about money for the rest of their life, sure, they're not going to go away. But we're, how much of your market is really that? I mean, the video we watched um, or the video that you had sent me, the, the Why Canada Goose Jackets Are So Expensive mm-hmm. one, talked about, you know, the, the luxury brand are actually being marketed to people who are not yet rich, but they have earning power. Mm-hmm. Right. So the person who potentially can make money in the future is buying it today. Um, and I think it goes back to what you were talking about, just trying to be fresh, trying to be a hip. You know, you're you, you're marketing to that person who mm-hmm. wants to represent that mm-hmm. they have money. Yeah. Millennial Maybe hype even beasts. They don't. <laughs> yeah. Millennial yeah. hype beasts. Right. Yeah. You, know, you know, some people can't resist, man, because, yeah, to have that look, you know, people want want to have that prestige like their favorite celebrity because they see the celebrities wearing it and they want to do it but then you know but then there are people who are socially conscious people are a lot more social socially conscious now and even like one of the comparisons between the Wuxley and the and the Canada Goose was that you know the Wuxley's you know made in Canada it's it's a true Canadian brand so as much as you know Canada Goose is oh you know this is a Canadian brand it isn't necessarily made here or that's what the argument was they were saying it's not made here it's made in quote-unquote sweatshops um, versus you know being made down the street um, and you know using hockey laces and some of the lacings and things like that yeah, I mean, they definitely, I mean, the, the vegan video kind of gave them both as being quality made, like, you know, checkmark to that category. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think when you've got a brand as big as, as Canada Goose that's become pretty much international, as opposed to, uh, as far as I can speculate, Wuxley is largely, you know, not as international, not as big, I'm sure, mm-hmm. you know, financially they're trying to, they're, they're probably doing well, Um but there's a there's a component of it's a lot easier to not you, you're not going to you're going to make everything in the same country when you're 90 percent of your sales are in that country. When you got a brand that's mm-hmm. basically gone international, 
it doesn't even make sense to make everything in the same country. Mm-hmm. Like, why would I ship a finished product when I can just potentially import the materials put, and and build the product? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, again, I'm not I'm not in the know on on Canada Goose and and whether all of it's you know I'm sure there's a large portion that's built in Canada. Um, but, you know, even things like zippers or, you know, there's going to be Zipper, raw materials. Yeah, zippers are not here from here, right? China, you know, yeah. that, that they're going to import, right? Um, yeah. Just from a quality slash cost perspective, um, it, it you know, it's just the nature of, of how things work. Mm-hmm. So um, what, what's your two cents? What would you like to leave the listener with? Uh, I think, you know, the statement I've made a lot is is really this is a good application of it so if you're a vegan or if you're you know pro animal rights my statement has always been the biggest way you vote is with your dollars so you know when it comes to i think this is a good example that if you think that let's say the price point of eight hundred dollars to a thousand dollars for a coat Mm -hmm. actually is going to give you better quality okay you're willing to spend on quality but now picking one brand over another, let's say that you consider to be equal in terms of style, well, pick the brand that that you align with, you know, morally or goals or whatever, right? Um, or or a company that you just want to support because maybe they they're you know on your block or you know you know someone that works there, like whatever the reason. Like my point is, you're voting with your dollars um, because the companies that you support are going to survive, hopefully. Um, and the companies you boycott, ideally, in you know, there's an aspect of well, I don't want to support them, um, and so just, you know, I mean, if you didn't, I think for for the listener, you can take that beyond you know this example, and take it to the level of you know where do you buy your groceries, you know where do you get your haircut, right? Like what you know, yeah, sure, you can go to Supercuts and and pay like twelve dollars, but to some extent, like. I mean, I'm blessed. I got a, a guy down the street from me who I know personally, right? I mean, he's he's part of my community, so I'm willing to pay double the amount because I know him. But I also know the I, – I mean, to some extent, I'm also paying for the experience of where I'm going versus, you know, super cuts. You know, what am I getting when I go there? <laughs> experience perspective. I'm getting in and out of the chair as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Um you know, as opposed to a barbershop sort of context. You know, I, I'm not going to lie. I've literally played video games while getting my hair cut before at this spot, which was oh, cool jokes. Um, but no, I walked in and he was playing video games waiting for the next customer. So I just took over. But um, the point is, like, you know, I think this is a prime example. You know, you spend your money in a manner that's just be that's beyond... Um, Oh, this is what I need, or this is what I want. The maybe I think for a lot of listeners, putting more thought into, you know, spending your money is voting, uh, and to be honest, it's way more impactful than the vote you just cast, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you? What's your two cents? Well, I think, like I said, I love puppies. I love kittens. I, th- I think they're. I think. I think they're, 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 they're the cutest thing. But I love God more. And so I was talking to our intern Stefan de Econ Don about this, and he pointed me to Genesis chapter three, verse twenty-one. Say Amen when you get there. 
Amen. So the context is Adam and Eve are in the garden. The serpent is in the garden. It deceives Adam and Eve and they eat of the fruit and their eyes are open to their sin and they recognize that they are now naked and they're ashamed of themselves. And so they run and they go uh, to cover their nakedness with leaves. And of course, you know, the Lord, um, God finds out that they're, that they ate of the fruit and that they're naked. And what God does is very interesting. So in Genesis chapter three, verse 21, God covers them. He covers their nakedness. Even though they're covered in leaves, he gives them a better covering. So Genesis chapter three, verse 21 says, unto Adam and sorry, unto Adam also and to his wife, did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothed them? So what God has done is that he has killed an animal and he has used um, the animal to cover the, the uh, use the animal to cover Adam and Eve. God made uh, coats of skins, whether it was leather or fur, God made the first fur coat. God made the first leather coat. God keeps us looking fresh to death. <laughs> so at that point, you're kind of like, okay, well, you know, God did it. Why can't I? Why can't I have a goose, a Canada goose jacket, Joe? If I can afford it, hey, if you can afford it, you know, you're free to choose buy the jacket if you can't afford it if, or if it's your conviction and you don't want to see animals hurt then then yeah you need to um go buy a wuxley you know god has given us the cultural mandate which is the command to use his his creation to cultivate human flourishing so he's given us dominion over all creatures of the earth we see this in genesis chapter 1 verse 26 and 28 before the fall and then also after the fall he gives a command to noah in genesis chapter 9 verse 1 where again god gives us command to have dominion over all creatures it's it's a redemptive principle or it's a it's a reoccurring principle um that god has given us throughout redemptive history um, but also remember downfield is like like our duvet covers our, our pillows and i don't know if mm -hmm. i don't know if you've ever um like slept with a really nice uh, duvet and a really nice downfield pillow, man. It's like sleeping on, like on a cloud. You know yeah, what I mean? So I'm, I, I, I'm not a fan. Well, you're not a fan of downfield pillows. No, and and I and I literally like me and Jenna. She gets the entire comforter, and all I sleep is with a sheet. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, you know, you do you. You <laughs> you, you sleep with a sheet and, and a rock for a pillow. Me, I'm I like, want downfield everything, baby. Dude, if I got the comforter, I'm sweating and I'm waking up like three okay, times in the middle right, of the night. Okay, yeah, that, okay so, that's you. But boys gotta sleep, <laughs> you know. Right. I, I I got just enough warmth. I'm good. I'm comfortable. I I'm not even kidding. Like, I'll sleep literally with almost all year long is whatever the you know the bed sheet is only. Okay, yeah. No. Jenna gets double portion of the comforter. Yeah, no, no, it's downfield all day, every day, early. So please, to the six centers, let us know what you guys think. You know, we're, was Joel and I off in our analysis of the Canada Goose hype? Is the Wuxley better? Um, 
Is it generally better? Let us know. You can contact us at Six Sense Report on Twitter and our Facebook page on Facebook. And you can also email us at Six Sense Report at gmail.com. If you're trying to get in touch with me, it's do good Darnell. That's D O G U D D A underscore Darnell on Twitter and on Instagram. And then Darnell Samuels on Facebook. And I'm uh, T Joel N39 everywhere. Hit me up. Let me know. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's funny just to leave the listener. I've actually engaged in the whole, you know, vegan, vegetarian, sort of like from a biblical perspective before. I actually busted out, you know, I, I cut and pasted uh, my arguments before into Word documents because I don't know. I thought some, there's, I would say some vegans that I thought uh, chopped the word in a very eisegetical or yeah, eisegetical manner, if that's the right word. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, right. And uh, I've just never heard it used in that way. Um, it's always eisegesis, right? Anyways, um, yeah, and I just took exception to it and, and really like I think most arguments, at least from a biblical standpoint, uh, generally are cutting verses either in half or singles, but when you read those texts in context, there's not much of an argument. That said, I think, Darnell, you hit the point really well. You use the word conviction. You know what? If you're convicted, you know, test the Spirit. If God's calling you in that way, so be it. But the Bible's pretty clear that you shouldn't judge others on the convictions that you have. Sixth sense makes change. But you heard me? Does that make sense?